0: But if we don't report accurately, not only does nobody know what's wrong, but they actually believe we have more capability than we currently have. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best with your military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher back to the Military Sherpa Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. And man, I'm excited to be hanging out with you. We are one week out from our big instructor certification seminar that we're doing for our Pacific Coast bases, focusing primarily on California and Alaska. So there's still time to get into that class or to put your people in, but you got to move quick. So it kicks off on Monday. And so you got to move quick if you're going to get people in Today, however, we are going to be talking about one of the five key areas of team performance. We're going to be talking about communication, relationships, alignment, execution, and capacity, and really focusing on that last one. This is something I talk about a lot when I speak in person or when I do instructor certification seminars, but for some reason, we just never covered this or talked about this particular issue I'm going to talk about today on the podcast before. And so uh, now's the time with budgets, what they are, with Manning, what they are everyone is is scrimping and scraping by right now and you guys are no different and so what's happening is that we're constantly being asked to do more and more and more and more with less and that's something that i feel like really started back in the in the late 90s and everybody is starting to feel that squeeze and so if we look at capacity capacity is is two different things the first part of capacity is do we have the ability to grow can we take on more If we had to go to war tonight, would we be able to do so? So back when I was in the Air Force, when 9-11 first kicked off, we started doing one-to-one dwell ratios, and it seemed like everyone around us was deployed all the time. You kind of knew your next deployment sometimes before you got back from your current deployment. That was a surge. And sometimes it feels kind of like we're surging right now, like we're really pushing the pedal to the metal. But the reality is, is we're in sustainment mode, at least with the mission not a lot of wars going on right now. We could say that the war in Ukraine, but there's no boots on the ground, at least as far as we know. And so the ability to grow or to do more, that's the first piece of capacity. Could you could you actually do 10, 20, 30, 40% more, or could you deploy 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of your workforce and continue to meet your metrics? It's a question. And the second part of capacity is resilience. Can you take a hit? Can we do the COVID thing? Can we work from home? Can we change the way that we function? Can we lose resources and still continue to hit our key performance indicators? That's capacity. And I know that a lot of you will have similar stories to the one I'm about to share, but back when I was in the Air Force quite a while ago, I won't say where I was or where I was working at the time, but we used to have unit type codes. You still do. But unit type codes are basically deployable assets, right? So you may have a communication satellite and or a satellite dish and that satellite dish has associated with it equipment and team members. So we'll say for the purposes of this that it's one piece of equipment and uh, with lots of little parts and two people that are assigned to this. So if a deployed commander, if a combatant commander wanted this particular satellite uh, package, this deployable package, he would put in a request and we would fulfill that request and we would send that that communications array out. And you would look at that, that UTC, that unit type code, let's just say it was unit type code one, just for sake of argument. And you would look at it and you would assign it a readiness score, you know, red, yellow, or green based off of if it was ready to deploy tonight. Green meaning, hey, it's fully mission capable. The equipment works, the, the people that are attached to it, they have their shots, they have their training, they can operate the equipment, they've been certified, whatever. And, and so based on those things, we would say it's green. Yellow would be, hey, it's it, it could deploy, but there are some issues. Maybe somebody needs shots. Maybe someone's overdue on fitness. Maybe this person's currently on leave or something like that, right? So it's yellow. And then red would be, okay, this piece of equipment isn't ready to go out the door tonight. So it's, it's not available for the Air Force or for the military to use. It can't be tasked. And what we would see is that we would have multiple pieces of the, the same type of equipment. So we'd have, let's say, unit type codes 1, 2, and 3. And they would all be satellite dishes with people attached to them. And we would look at the reporting and we'd see, well, they're all, all green. Every one of them is green. And we would look at this other equipment and it would be green. It would be green. And the commander I was working for at the time, his subordinate commander owned that equipment. And he looked at him and he said, you know, during one of our meetings to paraphrase because I don't remember his exact words, but during one of our meetings, he looked at his subordinate commander and he was like, hey, I got, I got a question. And the commander's like, yes, sir. He's like, well, you guys are always reporting how this equipment is down or how these pieces are, are broken or how you're putting in requests for funding but every week, this equipment is all green. Like, what, how does that reconcile? How do I reconcile the fact that you're always telling me this equipment is broke, but you're telling me that all three of these could deploy tonight? And through the conversation, it came up that, hey, well, they could deploy any one of them, but they couldn't deploy all three of them. And they couldn't deploy all three of them because you had three pieces of equipment, but only one of them worked. And so if one of them got, if we got a tasking for one of these satellite arrays, then we could deploy it tonight but if we got tasked to deploy two, we wouldn't be able to. So any individual UTC supposedly could go out, but not all three of them could go out at the same time. But the message that sent the Air Force or what the Air, or the message that sent the combatant commanders was that they had the capacity to deploy three of these satellite arrays, we'll say. And, and I'm not talking about what type of real equipment it is, just just using this as a placeholder. And then dug a little deeper and we found out, oh, actually, We have, we need to deploy all three of these pieces of equipment. We actually need six humans that are fully mission capable, that have all their shots, their dental, their training, their certifications, but we only have four. So even if all the equipment was working, we really could only deploy two of them. I hope this makes sense, but the basic idea was that we were kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul and representing that all of these equipments were green because if any individual UTC got called up, we'd be able to deploy it. But the moment we had to call up two or three of them, the whole system would break down. And so my commander, being the man of integrity that he was, said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do an inventory of all of our UTCs and we're going to accurately report the personnel. So you're, you have three pieces of equipment. We're going to, they're going to be assigned. Each piece of equipment will be assigned to one UTC. We're not swapping equipment. We're not swapping parts. We're not swapping people. And we're going to accurately report all of these things. Now, put yourself into my commander's position. He knew by saying that, that what was about to happen was he was going to have to go to his boss and say, hey, I know that I've been reporting that we have 100% of our satellite communication arrays are ready to go out, but we're actually only 33% ready. We're 66% non-mission capable. And then his commander's going to be like, what? Because like, he's got to report that up, right? All of the air forces, all of a sudden, all of the, the combatant commanders are all of a sudden going to see this equipment go from green to red. And their capabilities are about to be diminished. And he was willing to do that. Because by identifying it, a problem identified is a problem half solved. Once we realize that the equipment is down, we can request money. We can request funding. We can request maintenance. We might not get it, but we can request it. Once we identify that, hey, we don't have enough people certified, we can request training. We can take down days. We can do the things that we need to do in order to get our people up to speed. But this is happening everywhere. Everywhere. This is happening all over the Department of Defense. This wasn't unique to where I was stationed. It certainly isn't unique to where you're stationed. We have reporting systems like MCT. And I I used to joke when I was on the IG that MCT saves lives, right? Like we get into MCT and if we accurately report the status of all of our things, then it gives our commanders the ability to, to shift resources towards what they want to prioritize. But if we don't report accurately, not only does nobody know what's wrong, but they actually believe we have more capability than we currently have. So when our commanders say, hey, we're not ready to fight tonight, when General Brown in the Air Force says, you know, we're not ready for a near-peer adversary conflict this evening, this is the kind of thing that they're talking about. We're broken, and we're not accurately reporting. And why? Because yellow looks bad, red looks bad, saying that we're not ready, or that our equipment doesn't work, our people aren't trained, they don't have their shots, they don't have their PIMR, they don't have their fitness. By saying those things, it makes us look bad or potentially makes us look bad. Nobody wants to hear that things are broken, at least not everybody. And so if we're gonna gonna fix this capacity problem, if we wanna create an environment where our people are actually being viewed uh, adequately based on what they have, they're being tasked based off of their their equipment that works, they're being tasked based on their skill set that they've mastered, that we're being tasked based on the people that we actually have, then we have to use our reporting systems and we've got to use them accurately. And if we look at the context of become, build, lead, when we look at become, we personally have to draw a line in the sand. We have to know what's going on in our organization. We have to know what's going on with our equipment, with our people, with our team, with their training. We have to draw a line in the sand and refuse to hide issues. We've got to accurately report in the systems that we're being given and then let our commanders decide. Do they want to assume the risk and leave it broke? or do they want to shift resources? But by showing that things are broken, it gives them the ability to ask for money, to ask for manpower, to ask for the things that we need in order to get better. And we can't do it alone. If we're going to build, we've got to build our sub up who can do exactly the same thing. We've got to train them to do what's legal, ethical, and moral always. And that includes accurate reporting, not walking by problems, When I was an ALS comment on my last job, one of our standards was we fix problems today or we report them. And that's it. So I created an environment where if something wasn't right, if we were violating a standard, if something was broken, then either we fixed it today or we reported it today. How many times is there a fire extinguisher missing and we don't report it or we don't fix it and buy a new one, have our GPC card holder, uh, buy a new one today. We fix problems today or we report them. We've got to create a culture where that's the norm. And if it hasn't been the norm, you've got to apologize. You've got to get it right. You've got to make it right. We do what's legal, ethical, and moral always. We fix problems today or we report them. That's building leaders worth following. We've got to teach them. And if we're going to lead organizations that everyone wants to work for, then we've got to implement rules. We've got to establish ways for people to to tell you that these things are wrong. And as a leader, we've got to challenge people whenever they say they're green across the board. How's all your stuff? Perfect. How's all your people? Great. That starts to make you suspicious. All right, let me see some. Show, show me. I want to see it so I can brag about you. And then reward people for accurately reporting problems. When somebody brings something up that, that is hard to hear, hey, we're, we're going to have to take the clinic down because X, Y, Z, it's the easiest thing in the world to get frustrated with them. Well, make it work. Figure it out. But the reality is, is that the, the, the better solution is to reward them for reporting those problems, to so call them in front of the group during staff meetings and say, hey, it was really hard for them to bring this up. I know a lot of people wouldn't want to hear it, but now we can actually get this fixed. I didn't know about it. And when it's fixed, you're going to have twice as much equipment. You're going to have twice as much capacity. Your life is going to get easier because now two of you can do the same job at the same time. So you're going to go home on time this weekend. I'm going to get this fixed. I commit that to you. And if you haven't done this yet, start with a challenge. Start with a competition. I want you all to go out and find as many things, blah, blah, Whatever when I was a basic training, we used to have to take the tags, right? We had like laundry tags that they would stick in the pockets of our clothes. And our our TIs, they lied to us. I know they did. But he's, he told us, uh, we were supposed to have taken all the tags out. And he told us, you know, hey, I, I hid five tags. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an inspection. I know where they are, but everybody check your stuff. I hid five tags. And we found like 75 tags. And he, I know he didn't go through and stuff any tags in our clothing. He just knew, he knew that we hadn't gotten all the tags out. And so he started with the challenge. Hey, get out there, find those five tags. We found 75 tags. We don't have the money, the manning. We don't have the time to sit on broken equipment or broken people. And when we do, we misrepresent our capacity. And it means that either we're working harder because we don't have the right equipment, the right training, or it means that if we had to do more, we would fail at our mission and nobody knows. And so we've got to use our reporting systems accurately, and we've got to create an environment where we do what's legal, ethical, and moral always, and we fix problems or report them today. All right, before we go, I'm going to wrap this up. But before we go, if you haven't gotten a copy of my new book, The Leader's Garden, How to Grow Healthy, High-Performing People, what are you waiting for? It came out this year, but several months ago. So you've had more than enough time to get out there. If you have gotten a copy of my book, leave a review. It would really help. You can do both at book.marktilsher.com. That'll take you straight to Amazon. amazonbook.marktilsher.com. Get out there, get your copy, uh, leave me a review. Super helpful. You guys have a great day. I hope this episode was helpful. Share it with your sub leaders, share it with your team, figure out what you can get right or report today. I'll talk to you soon. Out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa podcast with Mark Tilshire.